listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. And thank you for listening wherever you are across the United States of America and the world. And yes, inside the U.S., but in the water, and not literally, thankfully, uh, Maui. Thank you for listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, the bottom line here is that this is a topic that I've been talking about for decades. So it's not like I'm a Johnny-come-lately or I just became an expert or whatever, you know, in the relatively near future. I have been doing the Lord guided me and directed me. Now, that was coupled with enormous study, analysis, and research I did into a wide spectrum of fields and disciplines, everything from uh, string theory, physics, genetics, uh, biology, transhumanism. I mean, that's just a tip, that's like a pin uh, point uh, of, of, of the various categories of research. The bottom line is the Lord began directing me specifically to research specific categories, specific types of information, and not, not in a general sense. You know, you walk with the Lord. I don't like to, to talk as if I'm overly familiar with the Lord in a personal way. Now, don't get me wrong. I am walking with the Lord by faith in Jesus Christ in a personal relationship, and so are many of you. But sometimes people can get glib and a little heady with, with proclaiming how the Lord said this to them and how the Lord said that to them. I'm trying to avoid that in this communication because I think it dishonors the Lord and it provides an impediment against the thinking people receiving the truth. But nevertheless, it is the truth that throughout my life, um, after I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, coming from an atheistic, uh, transhumanist, existentialist household that was highly creative, highly thinking outside of the box uh, in a variety of ways. So all the way from childhood to my present age, I have done research uh, for myself, not because if somebody was assigning me a project or whatever, and in many, many kinds of fields like science and technology and stuff like that, and weird fields, okay? Now, the point is, is that in my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, okay, over the years, the Lord impresses things on your heart. The Lord speaks to you, and let me emphasize, in his still small voice. That's all contingent upon the fact of whether or not you have a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, look, you can be religious, okay, but being religious is nowhere near the same thing as having a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ, because it's in the context of a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ that God will put things on your heart. He will give you directions. You'll hear that still small voice, small voice. So incrementally over the years, the Lord would guide me to research, to study, to analyze, to investigate certain categories of information, certain people, uh, um, all kinds of ways the Lord would have me do a deep dive in research because I have the kind of background where I'm familiar uh, to a relatively high level with a, a vast variety of disciplines. So the Lord will say, for example, it was like, what, I don't know, 10 years ago? I'm, I'm approximately. 
10 years ago, the Lord began dealing with me about the category or subject of frequencies. And actually, what provoked it, what the Lord used, is I was doing re-research on the artificial manufacturing of what was called the counterculture. And remember, in the counterculture with the hippies and people like Timothy Leary and stuff, they're always talking about vibes. Even the Beach Boys were singing a song about vibes, you know. I'm digging those good vibrations by the Beach Boys. So vibes mainstreamed the esoteric and also physics concept of uh, electromagnetic frequency vibrations, EMF. So all the Lord told me over two decades ago was to uh, start researching frequencies. And then he, he used, obviously, that article. He used additional articles I read. He amplified my research, but he also guided my research. And, you know, you, for me, you say, Lord, part of me goes, Lord, well, why would you have me research such, for me, it was a very obscure topic that, like, why would you have me read or study and do research in the area of frequencies? Yeah, I wanted to be a scientist when I was a kid, et cetera, but I'm not a professional scientist or physicist or whatever. In any case, you learn to obey the Lord, and then incrementally he would add and shape the assignment based on research I was doing uh, in the category of frequencies. So let me, at the time, this was years of being obedient, studying and researching frequencies, et cetera, et cetera. But at the time, I was kind of like walking by faith, not by sight, because I didn't really understand how vitally and incredibly important it would be for me to develop a deep knowledge regarding frequencies uh, 10 or 20 years before the word frequencies was really even used in mainstream society. And all this science and other stuff uh, that is out now, all these new technologies that are out now, are utilizing or trafficking in EMF or electromagnetic frequencies. But when the Lord gave me my assignment to do research into frequencies, none of that stuff was, nobody was talking about or thinking about it. I mean, hardly anybody. Now, I shouldn't say that because I actually need to revise. Hold on. I need to, re see, I'm always careful of what I say, and I often will censor myself more than necessary because even though I may know that something I say is factually true, it's documented, it's a, a valid uh, a belief that I hold based on accurate research. Even though I know that as I'm speaking to the audience and to the people listening to the Paul McGuire Report, I simultaneously will occasionally censor something that I know full well is true, not out of fear, but I'm censoring stuff that I know is true scientifically and technologically. But I know there, there may not be a sufficient number, percentage-wise, of viewers or listeners who, who are, have, have sufficiently progressed in their biblical awakening, which includes the awakening of the mind. And therefore, if you drop that kind of heavy-duty payload of scientific fact and technology, that they are, they are completely unaware of the fact that we're... 40 years down the road since this stuff was first built and applied in the initial experiments, which began in the 1940s. 
So I sometimes will say, I'll slam on the brakes before I say the next word. And what I'm doing is I'm not trying to insult those of you that know what I'm talking about, but there are a lot of people who are just listening in or whatever. And if, if you if you propose a subject, even though you know it's scientifically valid and true, but it's so it appears to be so far out there, you you don't want to risk coming out of the gate just blowing away your audience with with uh, you know an overload of, of scientific information. So again, it's not because I'm scared or trying to appeal to this people, blah blah blah. It's just I understand. Even when you're talking to the right people who have the right heart and the right attitude and stuff, I just have spent years communicating professionally and years of, of gaining and appraising of feedback. So my goal is to be effective, not just have what I say bounce back at me like a kind of boomerang. All right, so the overwhelming percentage of Americans, even now at this point in history, are basically completely unaware of the scientific reality, the physical reality of what is called uh, direct energy weapons, which is D-E-W, direct energy weapons. And direct energy weapons come in so many different kinds of technologies, and, and major governments, major militaries across the world have been using these weapons for years Certain powerful nations like America was testing and developing uh, experimentation into these weapons as far back as the 40s, and yet the average American w- would probably knee-jerk reaction call you a conspiracy theorist and not a wacko or whatever they you know want to call you when they don't know what they're talking about. And so, people, it, it's hard to awake people who are locked into a goose step. Uh, produced by scientific mind control and uh, the, the capture of the human mind with literally a vast arsenal of highly futuristic type of sciences and technologies. And among those highly futuristic sciences and technologies that a lot of people can't embrace, even though it's true, it just it sounds to them so far in the future like something out of a science fiction movie. And so they back away from it to their own demise. Okay, so here's the reality, not the mythology. I just talked about the mythology. The reality is that active militaries, giant nations like, like America and Russia, China, and other nations, European Union nations, uh, China, they all um, um, have uh, and uh, a, a directed energy weapon type program. They're all using directed energy weapons. Okay, so what people uh, are saying in the alternative media, the, the, the mainstream media, the very fact that they don't talk about a subject, it doesn't matter whether or not they believe in the subject, but the very fact that they would choose the major media in unison to censor certain news stories, and they censor them because they're, they're, they're trying to contain the progress of the agenda of, of people becoming awake and self-educated. The mainstream media exists to suppress the human brain and to be a conveyor of propaganda and scientific mind control. But they can't have people analyzing what happened in Lahaina, Maui, you know, and sharing it with the public. They don't want that. They want to keep a cover on it. Okay, so this is how it works. These energy-directed weapons and related technologies. So 
technologies that are in the same family, like brother and sister or cousins or father and mother, technologies that are in the same fa family of directed energy beam weapons would be uh, technologies of uh, uh, weather modification and weather control that is created by EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. And so the militaries of the world will fire these EMF frequencies into the ionosphere of the Earth, where all the ions are. And then, with a flood of energy, they will literally boil the, the ions in the ionosphere, which can alter the weather. It can modify the weather. It can create hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunamis and, you know, rainstorms and droughts and on and on and on and on. So that's how powerful these weapons are. They can radically transform the weather scientifically. And what people are alleging, what people are talking about in large numbers in the uh, alternative media, they're talking, they're looking at what happened in Lahaina, Maui. Now, I've spent in the past, this has been a while, but I used to go regularly to Maui, and I would stay near Lahaina. I would be in line just about every day. Uh, there's a picture out there on the internet, and I think that same picture, I know that picture has been posted in my social media and uh, in my ministry website. There's a picture of me uh, sailing a sailboat, which launched, by the way, from Lahaina in Maui. And uh, the caption of the photo has something to do with the fact that I'm, I'm doing research on a third book that I wrote on the New Age. So. I was, at the, I was researching, this, this goes back at least 20 years ago or more, I was doing research on the explosive growth of the New Age movement and Eastern mysticism, specifically in these exotic locations like Maui and Lahaina, which would be, I mean, all kinds of New Age gurus and leaders and groups and authors and stuff lived in Lahaina or lived on Maui. So I was doing research on that, and so that picture of me on the sailboat is floating up there, and I'll put it up there again. So anyway, I'm very familiar with the place. Uh, and, and, you know, when I was watching the news footage of, like, the, all the ashes of the once cars and, you know, all the, the total devastation, I, I could see in my mind's eye and remember all the stores or restaurants and, and stuff that were all there that are just a bunch of dust with metallic remains. <clears throat> and um, when I watched the, the power of the storm and heard the various news reports, a number of very disturbing things came to me. One is I heard, and this is just basically a fact. This isn't my opinion. This is a fact. But there were numerous, 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 multiple, highly advanced alarm, uh, firehorn-type training. I mean, what, you know, they had all these very, very powerful public alarm systems located specifically in Lahaina and in that area of Maui because it, it's one of the major tourist decorations, not decorations, <laughs> major tourist locations, was locations in the world. So when these massive fires erupted, when the so-called winds came in that blew the fires in or whatever. Uh, multiple high-end 
alarms, siren systems, uh, public address announcements, none of those technologies worked. Now, these technologies, by the way, were, were reinvented and vastly upgraded after 911 with, with the, the various terrorism acts. They upgraded all kinds of technologies like early warning systems and horns and sirens. And so, so there was two or three major uh, public alarm systems that, that go off regularly in a short burst because it's a safety check that, that proves they're still active. And so these things were beefed up because of 911. And everybody knows about them in, in Lahaina and, and Maui. And none of them went off. None of the alarms that were supposed to go off, none of them went off. They were dead silence. It's silent. So none of the people or the tourists or whatever walking around, they had no idea of some, some kind of storm coming and all the rest of the stuff that was supposed to be alerting the citizens of the great danger coming down on Lahaina. And uh, then there was another massive system. It, too, didn't go off. And there was another massive system, and it, too, did not go off. Now, these are massive computerized warning systems that are hooked up into the highest levels of government. They're hooked up into satellite technology. They're part of an entire national grid of electromagnetic protections, early warning systems, and, and highly sophisticated technology. And none of it, none of it was activated by the heat, the winds, the fire, the people had no warning so that he didn't get out of Lina. And even though the official quotes are at this moment that they've recovered 89 bodies so far, many experts who, who are far more connected to the actual facts of the matter in Lina are, are saying this. And, and the numbers they're releasing of, of potential dead people are far more accurate than what I just shared with you. And let me tell you what the, the, the uh, analysts that really are, have credibility, the projections they have come up. Okay, so, so the media is announcing that 89 people's bodies were uncovered today. These experts who really know what they're talking about are announcing that in a certain period of time, uh, maybe a month, two months, three months, or whatever, the body count will begin to soar astronomically and we'll be looking at potentially 5,000 to 8,000 to 9,000 or more uh, uncovered bodies. So this the, the, having a body count that's only been going on since the breakout of the fire gives you no realistic grasp of the Holocaust that this became where possibly 9,000 people were burned. And the other thing is that when the fire department and the, the, the people that are being sent in to try to find bodies, it's almost impossible to find a body because the so-called, quote, quote, storm that caused this burned the bodies down to, so that the bodies literally decomposed on a microscopic, and decomposed on an atomic level. Now, I'd like to slap some of you in the face and say, wake up, because you didn't need to have to have passed high school science to figure this one out. We've had fires, volcanoes, 
fire outbreaks over the all over the world since the beginning of the human race. Nothing new. Some fires are hotter than others. We've had major fires from military weapons and technologies and other things that have happened over and over again. So we have a fairly accurate gauge of what kind of heat does it take to generate what kind of outcomes, negative I'm talking about. So, you know, with with whatever this fire was, it didn't behave like any other fire, volcano, uh, uh, drought situation, burning, uh, normal weaponry. The, the, the way the leveling of Lahaina and all those homes and all those places that, you know, businesses and stuff, they basically look like, like a bunch of sprayed gray Legos smashed into pieces and, with, and then just like this gray spray paint over everything. Everything is just fused together, melted, or just pulverized into into dust, metallic dust. Now, can you think of any other normal fire, house fire, business fire, war fire? Can you think of any other fire that burns with such an intense heat that the molecular structure disintegrates, that it literally decomposes and goes back to its natural elements? No, no. There's always... Burning bodies, even if the body is completely burnt up, which does happen, there's something left. There's some trail of powder left or whatever. So, so what we know is this so-called storm certainly produced a very, very incomprehensible level of heat that's so hot it looked like it got fired at with like a futuristic science fiction gigantic ray gun type of electronic beam or something because because how hot the fires blazed were like just off the charts so nobody is leaving lahaina because there are absolutely no alarms okay many of the cars not all of the cars stopped working so so even if the people but nobody was going anywhere because there was no, no alarm going off had the alarm been going off, and, and later on when it became obvious, you know, a fire was coming at them at 100 miles an hour, um, the, the whole point is that you would have had the alarms go off. But you wouldn't have been able to start all those cars anyway, because all modern cars going back, I don't know, 20 years or more, are all, are all built with computer controls. And now they're all built with wireless computer controls. And so... Every vehicle that you have that you would normally, in previous generations, you'd drive your car to get out of a fire area or a danger area, you drive your car or your truck or whatever, that's a thing of the past. That's a thing of the past because all the modern cars going back decades, uh, you can't operate them unless you have digital electronic power. So, And even if you had digital electronic power, the car will not turn on, either with the remote or by pressing whatever button you want to press or by hitting the start button. I don't care how you want to turn your car on, but you can't. Even if you digitally get it to light up for a second or two, the engine's not going to turn over. The engine's not going to start to run. The power will be permanently off. The power will be permanently off in whatever car or truck you're trying to escape in because. What caused that that car to stop 
working, and all the other cars at the same time stopped working. What caused that is what is called an EMP, which I write about heavily in my books because I've been researching this for decades now, because the Lord told me to research it for decades now. So, so all of these cars can't start because if an EMP goes off, and again, it's in several of my books in detail and easy to understand explanation. An EMP, as most of you know, is an electronic uh, pulse weapon, electromagnetic pulse weapon, EMP. And so when an EMP goes off, there's a, there's, most atomic bombs are designed to be dropped from a jet or a plane. And when the atomic bomb comes down from the plane or comes down from a missile and, and strikes the earth, the atomic bomb is detonated. So the goal is to detonate the atomic cloud uh, when it hits the Earth, because when it explodes, that will allow it to, to destroy what's around it to the, to the largest possible area. So the optimum area for detonating an atomic bomb is when it hits the Earth, because that way it'll level cities and burn up cities for countless miles. But why the people can't cause their cars to work is that an electromagnetic pulse weapon when that is fired at a city from a, a jet, a satellite, a, a, a portable truck, military vehicle, helicopters, boats, I mean, all kinds of technology, helicopters. If a, a electromagnetic pulse weapon or along the same continuum of technology, if a directed energy weapon was to go off or a combination of the two, if you have an electro electromagnetic pulse weapon going off, what they do is they fire it up in a missile into the, the atmosphere. Once the bomb, the atomic bomb, is, is reached the height of orbiting the Earth, you know, in, way up in the atmosphere, if it detonates in the atmosphere while it's over some area of the United States or whatever, if it detonates in the atmosphere, Instead of the atomic blast leveling buildings all around it, that, that won't happen because there's no buildings around something that's flying up in, you know, the ionosphere where the satellites are and stuff like that. So what it does instead is that emission, that burst, that electromagnetic pulse explosion, which is a super blast of electromagnetic frequency, wherever that slams into, it will, with a hyper-electromagnetic frequency, it will short-circuit all digital circuitry, all on-off, all radar, all GPS, anything that uses electromagnetic frequencies of a multiple array, anything that uses that, like starting your car, it'll stop. Because if a pulse goes off into the ionosphere, it will short-circuit and backfire and literally kill all electromagnetic pulse frequency devices like cell phones, like Wi-Fi, like satellites, like your key to your car. It just all disintegrates into nothing. So it's possible that an EMP blast could have caused this conspicuous absence where every single early warning device that's very high-end in Lahaina and Maui malfunctions and it fails to produce an alarm, which is like crazy out of crazy. 
extremes foul play in the investigation. So um, we have that, and so nobody was in, nobody was in a hurry to leave Lahaina. They didn't know what was coming out of it. So we hear when you watch the mainstream media uh, reports and visuals, when you watch some of the alternative media visuals and reports, you will see if you have a minimal knowledge of what you can do with like Photoshop and changing pictures and video images, altering them, changing them, transforming them. You know, there's very easy to use inexpensive software that can enable you to be like a, a technical magician and change any video and picture. So what you see was that the mainstream media, you know, any talk of uh, electromagnetic pulse weapon attack, the pulse is called crazy conspiracy, not job stuff. But yet that's precisely the technology that most of our enemies, even terrorist nations, are planning to use against us. They're not planning to detonate a nuke that produces a massive a mushroom cloud in, in, on, on leveling a city. I mean, they might. They might. But for, for more, far less pennies on the dollars, they can sh- uh, ship in an old beat-up uh, you know, fishing vessel off the coast, the waters of the United States, uh, uh, you know, a terrorist nation shipping vessel could fire a small missile into the upper atmosphere uh, of America and then detonate an electromagnetic pulse weapon that basically crashes the system, crashes the grid, especially in the target area it hits. And so people have no communications, no cell, no computers, no anything. Now. At the same time, there's this other technology that's a related technology, and that's the technology of we have scientifically, militarily, and with engineering and and all kinds of related fields, um, our military openly boasts of the goal. The U.S. Army published, I have information on that in my book, uh, Conquering the Matrix, but the military boasted of the Army that they would literally, it was the headline, they would own the weather, I think, by the year 2025. So why would the military in America use the boasting slogan, we will own the weather by 2025? That means they will dominate, they will militarily control the weather. So that means, obviously, it means they will have power over the weather. They will direct the weather. They will cause tornadoes. They will cause tornadoes to go away. Every freak weather manifestation you see could potentially be generated by the technology that allows the military to own the weather. So we have this very weird set of weather conditions that I won't go into, but they're often contradictory reports. There are contradictory visuals. But whatever this storm was, it didn't behave like any other typical storm. And not only that, whatever this storm was, it produced some super gigantic question marks in it that just don't add up unless you're orbiting the Earth from a UFO or something. They, they do not add up. And so any halfway intelligent thinking individual would say, whoa, first of all, there's a ton of really bizarre coincidences. 
a lot of strange things just spontaneously seem to seem to happen at the same time. No, no, something very, very dark, very dirty, potentially happened. Now I'm reserving from saying over uh, verbalizations until and when I have the documentation that gives you the right to to speak about something. So it's not like what I'm saying is mythological and based on just total and imagination gone berserk. That's not the point. The point is there's too many question marks that ordinary common sense type of people who kind of just like use their heads normally. They would know that something is not adding up here. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to expose stuff and open up stuff for you in the next few minutes that you will never hear in the mainstream media. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. We are uh, needing your prayers to pray for us in this ministry. We need you to continue to donate and contribute as the Lord leads you. You're going to notice in the upcoming months and years, depending how long our freedom of, of speech actually lasts, uh, we're going to see more and more counterfeit alternative media, counterfeit people like me, counterfeit uh, people who would be conservative or intelligent biblical Christians. You're going to see counterfeits and clones. The, the, the new social media is already inundated and flooded with thousands and thousands of literally overnight experts, overnight uh, uh, ministers, overnight uh, prophecy experts, overnight, uh, you know, economics and, and the mark of the beast technology and the, the, the DNA and stuff and the Nephilim and the Rephium, whatever. Overnight. You see thousands of self-appointed experts who, 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 well, I'm not going to say what I know and think, because it's not going to go there. But the point is that I've been doing this for over 40 years, okay? And I started in the beginning when we didn't have an internet, and, you know, it was tough to get the truth. And the other thing, as most of you know, I started from being on the radical left, a member of the counterculture raised in an atheistic, secular, humanist, existentialist home. So I was raised on the other side. <clears throat> but I pursued above everything truth. And that's what I continue to, to, to do today with the Paul McGuire Report. But the power is when you communicate truth. There's a literal transformation, spiritually, psychologically, even on the molecular level. There's a literal transformation of what is all around you when you put yourself in sync or alignment with the creator of the universe, capital C, the infinite personal living God of the universe, the Lord God, Jesus Christ, the biblical God, when you get in alignment with that God, because that God represents the truth, that God represents the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only way to get to the Father. So these things merge when you, when you start to analyze it on a, on a deep level. So we're going to come back and expose things for you that, you know, the, the transformation of the media in the last three or four years, the, the mainstream media not only prostituted themselves to the globalist elite, the mainstream media literally sold their souls 
and I mean that with all its implications, they literally sold their souls to Satan and Lucifer in exchange for money, power, and position. Because you judge a tree by its fruits, and this mainstream media, that includes the mainstream uh, social media and computer media, this mainstream media is not neutral towards God. It's literally, this mainstream media and the people who run it, who, who have sold their souls to the globalist elite, they are on a hell-bent war to literally decimate, eradicate all forms of biblical Christianity, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, the power of God's word. They, they're not just, you know, attacking it. They are foaming at the mouths with a, a violent spiritual rabies where they have an insatiable lust to eat and shred Christians and Christianity and the Word of God and to destroy it. They have a demonic hatred that is energizing them to destroy Christians and Christianity at all levels. By the way, on a historical level, that's why you have to teach history. If you're going to a church where they never talk about history and relate the Bible to history, you're in the wrong church, Charlie. Sorry if your name's Charles, forgive me. I, it's not, I don't dislike you. I just, you know, speaking. Okay, so the thing is, uh, they are possessed by the spirit of Antichrist. Notice that in the Bible we have the literal Antichrist with a capital A, who the, worship, the world will worship as a false god, or as the god. So, so we have that Antichrist with a capital A. But in the book of First John, we have what's called the spirit of Antichrist, all in lowercase letters. And the spirit of Antichrist represents the fallen angels, the demons, and the collective will of the masses of people in any given nation. And if the people in any given nation have given their hearts and minds over to the spirit of Antichrist, they will, in a sense, usher the spirit of Antichrist in at a faster, more powerful level. And that's, and that's why spiritual war is imperative, because if there's no spiritual war to block that, drive it back, and prevent it, then we as God's people would, would be unnecessarily destroyed. So with Paul McGuire Ministries, I've been doing this for over 40 years. I've written 46 books. I have preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in season and out of season. I'm the faithful husband of one wife. I have a good reputation in the community. So all of those things are the biblical, including I'm known for preaching sound doctrine. Um, all of those things collectively constitute what the proper biblical method is of evaluating the spiritual integrity of a minister or somebody in a prophetic ministry or evangelism or any kind of ministry. A, a, a minister, an evangelist, a person with spiritual gifts or whatever, whoever it is that is doing the ministry, you, you, you are supposed to not just minister. You, if you're going to minister as a minister, you must minister in accordance with the laws of God. And therefore, if you don't pass the sound doctrine test as a, a faithful preacher of Jesus Christ, then, you know, you're, you're sowing the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. All right, so we're going to be back with important information. Anyway, I need you to stand with me in the spiritual battle. We are fighting the spirit of Antichrist on the Paul McGuire Report, and I'm asking you to ask God what you can give or donate 
whatever God does, whatever God says, just obey him and donate. You can do it electronically, you can do it in the mail, whatever you prefer. And that way you can help us as partners to move forward and to maintain our ground, which is vitally important. All right, I'm Paul McGuire. We also need your spiritual prayers, your spiritual warfare. And I mean that with everything in me. So visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Again, this is the product of decades of research, long-term research, in a focus range. You know, and, and every one of us has a mission in life. And so we have to focus in on the areas that the Lord directs us to. I had no idea when I began research into the particular subject of frequency and frequencies decades ago, before those words were, were like everywhere. And now they're everywhere, and, and they're, they're, going to, they're the basis of, of this information that I'm giving you about the reality of weather modification via science and technology that does now exist, the reality of things like directed energy weapons, D-E-W, D-E-W means directed energy weapons, and uh, many of the major Military powers and nations in the world today, among other things, have an aggressive directed energy weapon program. And and what's interesting and what's weird is this directed energy weapon technology is tangential. It's it's connected to things like the the five uh, G cell tower technology because because when you look at the smaller military uh, DEW, directed energy weapons. The smaller ones are like you have a small military jeep, okay? And let's say there's a violent crowd ahead and they won't disperse. Okay, so this small military jeep comes up on the crowd from a distance and there's like a HD flat screen TV in military dark green. Uh, that's, that's, you know, really large. And so they aim the, the flat screen in the direction of the people in the crowd that, let's just say, for public consumption, they, that they want to uh, disperse the crowd, break up the demonstration or whatever. So actually, you can see it on YouTube. You can look this stuff up. You'll see the videos of it. So the directed energy weapon fires its invisible uh, laser-like light at the crowd. And then all of a sudden, you see guys jumping up and down like they're out of their minds like crazy. And then after they're jumping up and down like they're crazy, they're near a, a bridge that's not too high, and they jump into water, and they run away as fast as they can. Well, what happened? What happened was is the technology of a, of a directed energy weapon was turned up, and, and since it was a small uh, military jeep with relatively small directed energy weapon, it most likely was in, in the range of 5G energy power. So so they what they can do with that level of power, they can use the directed energy weapon to give somebody a migraine headache, to make them fatigue, to make them all kinds of real weird mental problems by aiming a directed energy weapon at somebody. You can potentially stop somebody's heart from a distance. Uh you can uh oh you can use five G and, and the 5G cell phone technology is not that far off frequency range from a directed energy weapon. 
So you have the capacity to use 5G and all the zillions of kinds of communications that go through that electromagnetic frequency spectrum. And then you have, you just turn up the dial a little bit on that Jeep with the directed energy weapon screen. You just turned up the power a little bit. You would move from a non-lethal to the lethal range. And depending upon where you move the dial up to, that would determine whether the beam that you're firing at somebody is designed to make them highly agitated and flee for their lives, or as that beam designed to uh, uh, cause them to go absolutely berserk and insane, insane, so they surrender, commit suicide, or run away. In any case, the problem is solved, and that's all considered non-lethal. If you turn the juice or the power up past that into the, the, the lethal or deadly range, then depending on the technology used, because it's a different kind of directed energy weapon technology, depending upon the actual technology used, you could potentially annihilate hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. You could potentially kill off people you know, in, in massive numbers in cities. Uh, you could stop somebody's heart. Uh, you could cause them to go insane and, and devour one another. I mean, when you're talking about EMF weaponry, you've got to remember, and I explain this all in, all in my books, like uh, Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, uh, Power from on High, and many other books, all were giving at a super discount, okay? You need to take advantage of it at paulmcguire.us. So in these books, this is after the Lord leads me to research frequency, I also start to write on it. And depending upon the technology, because there is a variety of, of differences between, uh, let's say, competing technologies for directed energy weapons. You could stop somebody's heart, or the thesis is, and I say thesis because I have not examined this in, in the battlefield or whatever, but what many scientists and experts and other people are saying is that we also have and are using Major nations across the world are using, through their military or whatever, uh, directed energy weapons for all kinds of things. So you could destroy crops with it. Uh, allegedly, you can uh, modify weather patterns with it. You can direct it in a, a specific area or at a specific house or neighborhood. And you could fire that, that massive laser beam-like power into a particular city, small or large. And the place would begin exploding and erupting in, in, in a total atomic meltdown where, where buildings are leveled into powder, great dark powder everywhere, and people's bodies are great dark powder. And it looks like you've dropped. They said the difference between the energy used, uh, well, I don't want to get into that because I'm not a scientist, but, but people are alleging that. If you examine all the, the, the details and the timing of what happened in Lahaina, Maui, if you examine the timing and the details, you discover there's these discrediting reports and eerie coincidences and all kinds of weird stuff. So, for example, it, it appeared that at the initial outset of the, the whole Lahaina, Maui super fire thing was that it appeared to be like a storm of fire backed by high winds that were the source, and it was spreading through uh, Lahaina and, uh, and that area of Maui. 
causing massive devastation. But at the rate and the heat of those flames, the heat of those flames that I just suggested, the heat of those flames and the temperature of those flames and how fast the, the wind was moving at that particular moment, none of it could have produced even remotely the power, uh, the, the, the violent nature, the super burning down of Lahaina and Maui and that whole, that whole area. So, so if you simply mathematically and scientifically played out the results of this fire continuing at the speed and the temperature, temperature it was operating at, it could not have leveled Lahaina and Maui. It had to have been a weapon or, no, no, sorry, they're, they're never going to say that. It had to be a storm of a far more powerful design. Or those that allege that it wasn't the weather at all, but it was really a directed energy uh, weapon blast, uh, where you blast this massive laser of power, and depending upon the actual technology of the electro uh, magnetic frequency that, that just disintegrates metal, disintegrates bodies and buildings. It appears that only something with that high power of what is technically possible now in our world, the directed energy weapons, only something on the level of technology like a directed energy weapon could have, could have produced the, the massive devastation. So people that are thinking are asking themselves this question. And, and by the way, directed energy weapons, the very early research on this began a long time ago in the, in the uh, 1800s. We, we got Nazi scientists to accelerate our technology during Operation Paperclip. Um, and so directed energy weapons, I'm going to give you some of the, the, the mainstream types of technology, okay, that could produce directed energy weapons. So, for example, uh, a, a DEW, which is short for directed energy weapon, um, can hurt, maim, repel, or damage a target facility or a target individual. If you turn the power up, and again, depending upon what te technology is, you will increase the power of its devastation. So, so when you fire what generally is referred to as a highly focused energy, and, and, and similar technologies would be lasers, microwaves, not, not microwaves like in cooking your toast or whatever, microwaves in the sense of microwave towers that are broadcasting EMF. Particle beams, in the sense of particle beam weapons. Okay, so this is that's like a blast of subatomic energy. Uh, sound beams, which would be you know like when they take some guy like Noriega, who's a drug dealer and a former you know, military enemy of the United States, and they're playing blasting heavy metal, Metallica, death rock music that's shaking the guy's home. He partially surrenders just based on this, the Metallica death rock metal music that is blasting through the walls of his home. That literally, like pinpoint needle, is literally on a physiological level driving him totally crazy. He goes totally bats, no pun intended, and he surrenders. Okay, now this is the soft stuff. But just with this stuff, um, 
just this this type of technology, you have they can knock upcoming missiles out of the sky, like from the SDI Star Wars Defense Initiative. They they are incorporated in various things and studied by the uh, Air Force Research Laboratory, United States Army Research Development Engineering Center, Naval Research Lab. Nations like China and France and Germany and UK and Russia and India and Pakistan and Turkey and on and on and on are all experimenting or developing uh, directed energy weapons. So the question is, based on the, the, the weird nature of the energy which burned everything versus the initial reports that are being challenged, challenged and seriously contradicted that the whole thing came from some kind of storm that blew in hot, you know, incendiary air with, with sparks of flame in it, and the force of that wind spread and accelerated the, the fire in Lahaina and Maui. But, this, but that doesn't appear to be what happened. And then the, the, the super odd coincidences, like none of the high, high-tech and high, high-end alarm systems and sirens and warning, uh, early warning systems that were designed to function no matter what happened. None of them went off. Mysterious. That's what a pulse weapon does. Short circuits the ability to use your cell phone or your car and stuff. Okay, so those are question marks. I don't have all the answers. But I think thinking person, an intelligent person, always questions and processes what he or she sees. Okay, so we have all these military programs across the world that deal with, you know, laser weapons, plasma weapons, sonic weapons, particle beam weapons. I mean, it's, it's like literally science fiction and science fiction-like technology coming alive. Even though, if you go way, way back in time, way, way back in history, there were a number of battles, some recorded in the Bible, some recorded by historians, in which certain populations, okay, uh, well, for example, according to historical legend, Archimedes built a, a technology that incorporated a gigantic mirror and a gigantic magnifying glass in order, uh, depending upon where the position of the sun was, in order to magnify. In other words, what Archimedes did is he built a super gigantic magnifying glass. And so when he put this giant magnifying glass together, it focused the light of the sun. And if you've been a Boy Scout or camping or took science class in, in high school or whatever, you've done that experiment or you've done that activity where you take a magnifying glass of some kind, you let the sun uh, shine its light into the magnifying glass, and then you maneuver the magnifying glass with the intensified sunlight onto a bunch of dry leaves or whatever, and the leaves will start to smoke and burn. But you're burning down the leaves all based on the magnification of the sun's light. Now, they did that thousands of years ago in ancient history. Okay, so, um, as we've talked about, and we're not going to get into a whole thing, but the Germans took the deepest dive of all of any nation experimenting with, uh, uh, you know, this directed energy weapon, the whole thing. So the question is, when we look at what happened in Maui, there are suspicious factors that are being censored in the media. First of all, many, many super billionaires, in fact, even some trillionaires, have bought 
in recent years, they have bought massive amounts of acreage on the island of Hawaii, excuse me, on the island of Maui and, and in the Lahaina area. And then these super billionaires have these massive, massive farms and, and land for animals that, that, you know, it's endless, endless thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land they purchased. It's now private land. And they have built for themselves these sanctuary, uh, luxurious palatial mansions, which also are fully equipped to function as like impenetrable high-tech castles with, one, with walls that won't disintegrate with all kinds of interior laser weapons. They've hired private armies, and they, they have been moving into the Maui area. I'm talking about names. That if I name these names, every one of you would know what, who they are because they're the owners, the developers of software technology, the owners of, of massive um, social media platform technologies. And these people have unlimited wealth, and they're all piling in the elite is, is fleeing to Maui as kind of an escape place. And the other thing is that the, it, Maui was was targeted by the United Nations and, every, and, and other environmental groups for completely rebooting or resetting Maui and making it a completely uh, environmentally friendly, smart-type city. But what's really happening is it looks like that the elite have financial interests and could it be that, that they intend to monetarily occupy, or God knows what else, uh, places like Lahaina? But it's important to know. You notice that the mainstream media doesn't discuss this. And then major investment companies that nobody seems to know who they really are. You know, like most of you are aware of the fact that when people invest in various things, that the actual company that they invest in, whether it's your bank or whatever, is not necessarily the financial institution or whatever that that you entered into an agreement with, okay? Many times the name of the company that you're doing business with is nothing more than a front company or a shell company to hide the fact that it's some entirely other company or financial interests that actually want to own what, what these other people are representing. So all of this, you know, if you were Sherlock Holmes or a detective, all of this would say, gee, these are clues. It looks like potentially it's worth an investigation because potentially, potentially, there's been a crime committed here. And uh, many celebrities have these massive mansions, etc., on the island. And I'm not mentioning one. No, I'm not mentioning any. And there's legal reasons for that. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in a couple of seconds. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. The other critical thing to understand is that many of these international globalists have massive compounds and, you know, like very elegant ranches with thousands of acres and these massive uh, opulent living structures that they live in, as well as there's there an assortment on Maui of super high-powered pop music stars, actors, actresses, uh, people in the media. Uh, big, big-time musicians, uh, and, you know, it's like a who's who of, of, of celebrity culture and, and the super wealthy. Okay, so we know that the elite are buying up through either through government or through corporations or through regulations or whatever. They're buying up land, any land that they think is desirable for whatever reason, 
they are buying it up or, or basically making sure it ends up under their financial control. And so they, they seem to be playing by, you know, very dirty rules. So, see, the most important component in, in the globalist elite and their potential uh, hand in, in whatever this fire was, the most incriminating element would be is, is if that somebody had legitimate proof or, or, or proof that was airtight. If somebody had airtight proof that this technology exists and that this technology was found uh, somewhere in Lahaina or Maui or in the skies above it, that there was some kind of evidence, some kind of trail left. In other words, if you burn certain environments with certain chemicals, it's a known scientific technical fact that different uh, uh, things that would burn, like gasoline, will leave different or similar uh, trails or signs after they burn. In the same way, I'm certain that when it comes to uh, electromagnetic frequency weapons or directed energy weapons, that after they finish pulverizing and burning into the dust uh, buildings or people or whatever, that whatever it is, dust, residue, I don't know, whatever it is that remains would, would give you a clue of what chemicals or what technologies were used in this or interacting with this, because it leaves a chemical, uh, a chemical or, or a signal of some kind, a technical signal of what really happened. All right. So um, the, 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 the people that manage and control planet Earth control the media. And one of, I would say their primary weapon of control is mind control. And the way mind control works is mind control is based foundationally on the principle that if you can dumb any people down dumb enough, if you can dumb any population down dumb enough, then you can control their minds for the purpose of your dictatorship or your totalitarian regime. And according to Aldous Huxley in his book, Brave New World, guess what? Once you've dumbed the people down, and they can't think, and they can't reason, and they can't critically think, and they can't analyze, then controlling them is no problem all at all, because because they literally their minds cannot believe the possibility that there are indeed existing today in America and across the militaries of the world that it is a scientific and technological fact that directed energy weapons of various kinds do exist. They're operational now. They've been used in the past, and they've been used in, in the present and in the future. And that is a scientific fact. But because of mind control and social engineering, the average American, the average middle class or, or working class or even upper class person, the average, cannot bring themselves to believe that any of these science fiction technologies really do exist. So they have a mental barrier or a mental, a mental blank that prevents them from the light bulb going off in their head. It prevents them from going, aha, oh, I see what really happened. Yeah, yeah, this whole fire, it was, it's just a, was a way of stealing the land, and, and, and the fire was really lit by something they told us didn't exist, so we didn't believe it. That's, what, that's the name of the game here. You control the minds. And remember, the Bible talked about it. Knowledge is power. And you get power from God, a variety of manners of power. You get power from God when you choose to acquire knowledge. 
And so the, the elite have made their deal with their father. What God wants from his people is for us to have knowledge about what's going on. Because we can't do anybody any good at all if we are clueless as to what's really going on. And there's a big difference between what's really going on and what you have been told is going on. Again, back to that preacher who who used his significant platform before God to tell countless numbers of Christians that they, yes, absolutely needed to go out and get the vaccine. How do you do that? I mean, really, how do you do that? How do you do that? When when I heard just before I went into the studio, I heard the latest figures on how many people died because of the vaccinations. And it was something like, I don't have the exact number, but it was in the millions and millions and millions and millions of people who died because of the vaccination. So how do you tell God's people to go and get a vaccination? I'm going to just leave that there. So, the critical thing is you have to tell the truth because you can't get knowledge unless you have the truth. Now, when it comes down to the bottom line, the bottom line is that there's a massive fight spiritually, logically, rationally going on in the hearts and minds of every person in America and planet Earth now. It is the all-out, end-time, proverbial uh, battle between good and evil. That's where this is all rooted. Are there people evil enough to have burned people alive using advanced technology so they could steal the land they supposedly own from them because they have plans to buy up the entire island and make it like a, a futuristic elite bunker for, I guess, the, the global reset people? You know, I don't know the specifics. Uh, of, of that plan. But I'll tell you what, in any other situation, when you have all these so-called coincidences uh, that were coming about uh, before these, before what happened in Lahaina, Maui happened, it, it warrants an investigation. But you see, this is why knowledge is power. Nobody is going to get off their posterior most people in law enforcement, no matter how well-meaning, aren't going to be energized to do anything. There will be no normal inner motivation to do an investigation and to persevere in an investigation because the evil one, with his flaming missiles, has managed to fire a flaming missile into your heart. And the flaming missile is a lie called, I don't believe what I see with my eyes, I don't believe the truth, I don't believe God, and I don't believe that this these fires were deliberately started. Now, that's an odd sequence of thought. But you see, if you have an inner bias, if you are, with an act of your will, purposing in your mind and heart that you are not going to think about this, you are not going to be a conspiracy theorist, and you are going to think, in your deception, you think, I'm going to think logically and rationally and only base my opinions on science. You wouldn't know science from a hole in the ground or a baseball bat if somebody whacked you in the tushy. Okay? If you don't know what the word tushy is, you can figure it out. It's an old New York expression. And that's as, as far as what I'm going to say. Actually, you better be careful. All right, so the thing is this. Um, 
you you you're not you're not going to change your mind. So so we're dealing with the mindset of millions of people who have been indoctrinated, subjected to scientific propaganda, uh, societal conditioning, programming, uh, conversational hypnosis, uh, MK Ultra mind control. The science and technology, the science and technology of scientific mind control and technological mind control. The research began in the 1940s, and by the early 1920s, scientific mind control and scientific mind control technology was was being unleashed on the world in, in an unprecedented, massive scale. Okay, so where we are now, most people have externally been mind controlled, genetically engineered with their thinking capacity, uh, uh, having their intelligence reduced by by chemicals embedded in the so-called foods and you know, eating stuff we eat, and then the, the the programming and conditioning of the human mind, like what specific electromagnetic frequency do you turn the human mind to in order to make them believe whatever they're told and never question authority. That whole thing, this whole dynamic of mind control and George Orwell and Big Brother and Aldous Huxley that I talk about and all that stuff, it's all real. Okay, so they know that. So they know when the day is done, there's going to be a whole bunch of upset people, a whole bunch of people uh, raising the conspiracy theory question or the you know directed energy weapon questions. Time will go by. The questions will still be persistent. But they're, they're betting on that they can keep the people passive and asleep and not able to think critically about the whole thing. So that it kind of gets lost in the in the dust. That's what they're betting on, because they have used this formula, both from occult principles and scientific and technological principles. They have used this exact formula repeatedly for thousands and thousands of years, and it's a formula based on this occultic principle that the globalist elite know full well. And the name of the principle, the name of the occult principle, is this. Order out of chaos, which means new world out of chaos. That's their template on how they operate. So that, when you look at the bottom of the pyramid uh, symbol on the back of the U.S. dollar, it says in the words Latin, "Nuvos order seclorum," or "New order of the ages," or "New world order." The Freemasons and occult secret society put that on the back of the U.S. dollar. New world order. Okay. New World Order was what the Tower of Babel and Ancient Babylon was all about. New World Order, it, it defined means it's a New World Order is when there is a one world government, a one world uh, religious system, and a one world economic system. Okay, that is the New World Order. In recent years, they have rebranded and changed the name of New World Order because of all the negatives associated with it. And so the New World Order is presently being called the Great Reset, the Great Reset that the World Economic Forum is bringing into being. Now, the Great Reset is just a, a rebranding of the former New World Order, but the goals are the same. Now, remember this, that on the top of the dollar bill, the occultic expression 
is used, and the occultic expression is order out of chaos, order out of chaos. What order? The new world order, the great reset, the science fiction dictatorship, whatever you want to call it, this great reset will come about, will come into physical manifestation. The world will be transformed into this great reset. And the energizing force behind it is the occultic word chaos. So order, as in new world order, out of chaos. So the new world order will be birthed from this total chaos, total destruction, order out of chaos. So you have order out of chaos in the small areas, medium areas, global areas, order out of chaos. And so you go back through history and you see that the the biggest transformations, the biggest movements we've had from the, the old order to the new world order have always occurred, the transformational moments have always occurred in a period of crisis or chaos, because order out of chaos. And remember, when you use the word crisis, as in manufactured crisis, as in the strategically manufactured crisis, another synonym or word for crisis is simply chaos. So order out of chaos or manufactured crisis mean the same thing from a strategic point of view. So people can't People who are still asleep spiritually and are people who, who are low-level in their consciousness. They think they're really smart, but, but they really they operate at a very inferior or low level of consciousness. They're betting that there's enough of those people that will let the people move in a herd instinct and just follow whatever they're being told. And that's their game plan. But the purpose of the show is to challenge the listener and the viewer of the Paul McGuire Report to constantly challenge you, as I challenge myself. I've been doing this for 45 years, presenting people with the truth from a biblical foundation or a biblical worldview, because a biblical worldview is truth. And by growing the level of your truth, which is the acquisition of knowledge, you also gain power. And when you have that power, when you gain that knowledge, you then have the power to transform your life, and you then have the power to transform the nation and the world. But you see, Christians can, you know, tap dance around the truth all they wanted, but the bottom line is that unless they're willing to align themselves with the laws of God and gain knowledge, which is power, they won't have the power they need to defeat the adversary. And God wants us in our lifetime, in our families, to learn how to appropriate his power by faith so that we might <clears throat> overcome uh, the adversary. And so that process begins by learning how to think, learning how to use the higher consciousness, not in a mystical sense, but learning how to use the higher consciousness that God has given you, because after all, he's given you the mind of Christ. When you fully learn to use that, the mind of Christ, develop spiritual discernment, then everything is not an ambiguity. Everything not is not a mirage of chaos or fires and smoke or smoke and mirrors and all this all these lies and distortions are, are being blown in your face. When that clears away and you can see clearly what's happening, 
then you know what you have to do and the time frame that you have. So what we're doing together is we're setting our families, ourselves, our loved ones free, and then we're also freeing uh, people around us um, and our network of relationships, friendships, people that we know. We, we are passing the power of truth, the power of the Spirit, the power of God into the lives of countless millions of people. And for that, we rejoice with you. And in the meantime, allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Understand these truths, but then also understand you must have the power of God to be able to process and to deal with these truths. But ultimately, the truth sets, sets us free. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Paul